Right, Recording record. started. Bless you, Elder Scanner. Bless you. Good morning. Right, hold on one second. See if I can get you. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, awesome, awesome. Oh, here we go. She keeps on talking. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Yes, what's the breakout? Oh, it's breaking out? Yeah, I think it's the... the... No, no. Huh. She said, you welcome to the breakout room. Oh, no, no, you know. Oh, well, breakout room. Oh, she kept, yeah, she kept talking. I, I didn't know what she was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Of a breakout room, I know. <laughs> blessing, 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 boy. That's funny. Oh, Jesus, blessing, blessing, blessing. He said the breakout room. Okay, we gonna fix it. <laughs> I love. I look. I ain't even know we had a breakout room. A Holy Ghost breakout room. <laughs> That's what I'm I didn't know. <laughs> God bless you. Hi, Pastor God. <laughs> hey. Come on, Pastor God. Good morning. Elder Skill was, was in the breakout room. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Amen. Oh, hey, thank you, everybody. For Hallelujah. 
the hour, amen, none other, amen, the honorable, amen, Pastor Franklin Goffin, and elect Lady Goffin, the minister, amen, of Love and Action Christian Center out of City, Miami, Florida. God bless you. God bless you, Apostle, and all those who are listening this morning. Hallelujah. We pray that we had a great night last night, and we thank God for how he woke us this morning. Without us even giving him, asking him to wake us, that's something he does automatically every morning. Amen. Those who have been there, but, you know, time is up. Amen. They have to answer the calls of being transitioned from here to heaven or from here to hell. Hallelujah. But I thank God for waking me this morning, still amongst the living. Amen. Come to tell you what Jesus said. Amen. He said, we must pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. That's one of the things. It's a whole lot of things, but this is one of the things. Amen. This is Dr. Franklin Godfrey here in Miami. Amen. With, he, with my wife, Minister Gloria Godfrey, the elect lady, Loving Action Christian Center. Amen. Sunday morning matter. Amen. The topic of my message is unceasing prayer. It is a key deliverance. Acts 12, 1 through 17. Hallelujah. What we are talking about today, prayer. Amen. It's a key. Prayer changes things, the way people think, the way they act. Changes situations. Hallelujah. And as I can say, changes situations. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Great deliverance comes through prayer. Sometimes to so surprisingly, we may find it difficult to believe it ourselves. Hallelujah. But sometimes it don't take a long time for God to answer our prayer. Sometimes he just quits and boom, get it done right off. Amen. So don't be so surprisingly the God that we serve. He's a just God. Amen. My Sheila and my heart, he's always on duty. You don't have to call and find out where he is. He's here with us all the time. He's just a prayer away. Amen. He's, a, he's right there when we're praying. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. And he answers us before we even finish praying the prayer of faith. This is the kind of God I advise everybody to serve 
because he's for us 100% even more than one. He's with us totally, completely. No matter how we act, what we do, he loves us. There's nothing you or I can do that calls him to hate us or to dislike us. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want you to be blessed this morning. We are praying that God would have his, his way this morning in your lives as well as my life. Hallelujah. My God. Amen. So let us get right to it. Amen. Acts. 12 and 1, in a minute, y'all. Amen. We're going by the way of 95. Hallelujah. Amen. 12 and 6 and 12. Okay, here we go. 6 and 12. No, 12 and 1. I'm sorry, y'all. Hallelujah. It's a Herod. Violence to the church. Herod <clears throat> was a king at doing this. <laughs> Amen. He fought against the church. Of us, I guess, yeah, the church. That's us, the Christians, the brothers, the believers. He fought against us because he didn't want people, amen, to die away from here. They wanted people, he wanted people to worship him, to come to him for everything that they needed. Amen. He didn't realize that God came to help him through, help him, amen, as well. Amen. The kingdom would have been ruled a whole lot better if he wouldn't have been a heathen, would have just, you know, just gave in and let the Lord use it. Amen. But you know how people, if they want all the glory, they want all the credit, they want the spotlight to be on them 24-7. Amen. You don't always have to be out front. Spotlight and be on you for people to recognize who you are. As long as you're doing something for God, it's all that matters. He can't hide you under a bushel. They can't hide you in a in a cave. Hallelujah. They can't hide you in prison. But if you're in prison, you're gonna show up and show out. It's gonna get on the outside how God is using you in the prison. How souls are being saved, people are being healed, set free and delivered. How lives have been changed. How people don't think the same way they used to think. Hallelujah. doesn't matter whether you're a murderer or a rapist or whatever it is. God will save you still. He'll forgive you and save you anyhow. Paul was the chiefest of sinners. He didn't, he didn't care nothing about it. He just did what he thought he was, was right. Or to knock off as many Christians as he thought he could. But Jesus changed his mind on the road to Damascus one day. Headed to get a petition signed where he could throw more Christians into prison and have more Christians killed and persecuted and harassed. Everything like that. So we want you to know that God could save. If he saved Paul, he could save anybody. No matter how bad a sinner you are, uh, are, he can still save you. There's nothing too hard for God, even if you're a child abuser, even if you're a molester. Hallelujah. Even if you're a rapist, 
Hallelujah. No matter what, God is standing there waiting for you to repent and say, forgive me, Lord. I repent. Come into my heart and save me. He's right there. Don't let nobody tell you you can't be saved from this and can't be saved from that. You could be saved from whatever. It doesn't matter. God, there's nothing impossible with God. Remember, he knows the intent of your heart. He knows everyone better than they know themselves. You already know what you're going to do before you do it, what you're going to say before you say it. If he knows the numbers of hairs on your head, what is it that he doesn't know? Hallelujah. Let us remember that. Don't let nobody tell you what God can or won't do. Hallelujah. He'll save you. You want to be saved. You're not going to come in against your will. But he will save you. He will set you free. He will heal your body of any disease. It doesn't matter what kind of disease. If your body is diseased, he can and will heal you. Just believe it. The word says, we were healed by the stripes of Jesus over 2,000 years ago. He healed it. Hallelujah. My God, my God. That's the kind of God I'm serving, and I am, I'm enjoying serving. I don't have no complaints. I don't care what go wrong. I love the Lord. Amen. As Dad used to sing this song, come out of that corner, you can't hide, you can't hide. Knows where you are. He knows that you need salvation. He knows you need saving. He knows you need healing. Mentally, physically, financially. Heal your broken marriage. Heal that that relationship between father and son and mother and daughter. And between the siblings. That some siblings haven't spoken to one another in years. They thought something dumb was said or something dumb was done. He still could deliver you. He can forgive you. A lot of people think if I drink the poison, person that I'm heaven forgiven will die for me drinking the poison. That's not going to happen. You drink the poison, you're going to die from it. It's going in your system. Just like hate will destroy you. Unforgiveness will destroy you. Only retaliation will destroy you. Disobedience will destroy you. Hallelujah. We have a choice. Choose to do what is right in the sight of God, not in the sight of man. You do what's right in the sight of God, and everybody else will see what you're doing. We are the light of the world. We're the only Jesus that people are going to see. We're the only Bible that they're going to read. So let us lead by example. Jesus led by example. Now we are leading Amen. By example, through his word. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's do get down to uh, Acts 12 and 1 says, Now I know now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass them from the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it saw that it pleased 
the Jews. He proceeded to, to seize Peter. Also, now it was during the days unleavened bread, coming up to the day of Passover. Hallelujah. But when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squadrons of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him forth, bringing him before the people after the Passover. Now he was so, he thought he was so dangerous. He had him. Four squadrons of soldiers had him. One man. That's how, listen, listen, that one could chase a thousand. Could chase 10,000. Now, listen, we got the Holy Ghost, so we could chase a whole lot more than 10,000. Power of God is flowing in our veins, running through us. Hallelujah. Ready to come out and do the will of the Father. All we have to do is speak God's word. Change will happen. Hallelujah. Yeah, my soul suggests to your will. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Amen. Glory, glory. My Jesus. Peter, freed from prison. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. All we have to do is say, thank a change that we make up in our mind. Let's get us a group of people who are willing to pray like we used to pray. We would sacrifice. Some would pray from three to four. Somebody would pray from four to five. Somebody would pray from five to six and so on all day long. It's a constant prayer. Bombarding heaven. That thing that the thing that is bothering you, that is in your neighborhood, the issue that is in your neighborhood, your community, in your church, in our government, hallelujah, with our children in our homes. Pray instead of arguing and fussing at your husband, at your wife, at your children, your grandchildren, and great grandchildren. I got some of them too. Hallelujah. Let us lay hands on them, or nothing with the all. Husbands. Fathers, if you're in the house, you need to be in church with them right now. Every Sunday, Sunday school, and teach them at home, and then take them to church also. Hallelujah. Let us keep our children up before the law. You see what they're doing in the schools now. It's just the government system that's running the schools. And the parents won't say, a lot of parents won't say anything. I see where they try to uh, get rid of the uh, black history teaching and stuff, but the people went to people from all nationalities, all colors, pink, green, yellow, and white, went to Tallahassee, bombarded Tallahassee, and that the bill didn't pass. They said they wouldn't have it. And these here almost shot got up. We went to Tallahassee a few years ago with the gays were trying to, you know, put, you know, stop what want us to make, demand us to marry men 
to men and women to men, women to women. But we went down there, a bunch of us went down there, boy, bombarded Tallahassee. Hallelujah. And we won. So when you get together, minds made up and stand. Not about you, it's about Jesus, about the kingdom of God. We just got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of what's going on. Our young girls are being exploited. Our young girls are being kidnapped and put into slavery, sex slaves, made sex slaves, children are being missing all ages. Not only that, but they're getting them and taking their body parts and selling them. Body parts are uh, very expensive. You got money, you can get a body part. Hallelujah. So there's a whole lot going on in this world today that needs our attention. And we need to get busy praying against all these things that come to steal, kill, and destroy. That the devil is planted and it started. But we have a great and awesome responsibility. We don't pray enough. Some of us are not working anymore. We're home all day. We could take an hour and pray. We could take two hours and pray. Tell your friends, your neighbors, your mom, and everybody, mama, this is my prayer time. Call me after this time. And if the Lord take over in the prayer, let the phone ring or shut it off all together. They can leave a message on your answer machine. And you can get back with them later. Hallelujah. There's nothing more important than getting the work done for the Lord. God wants to assure he wants us to enjoy all the things of this world. Godliness. Uh, but there's a time we got to put aside fun and good times and, and pray for and pray. Our children will be better children. They'll be better students in, the, in, in class, in the classroom, instead of being bullies, instead of being clowns in the classroom. They'll pay attention to what the teacher's saying. And a lot of teachers are not like the teachers when I was coming along. They cared about the children. They weren't afraid of us. We were afraid of the teachers. Now the teachers are afraid of the students because, you know, how they got the mandate set up. We got to watch. They have to watch what they say to them, not only in school but at home, how we say it and when we say it because they're taking notes. They want to call. Amen. Our government sister on the parents, and the parents are going to take care of you. The government sister is not going to take care of you. If they put you in a foster home, them folks not going to love you like your parents love you. They're not going to take care because it's all about the bottom line, that money. You won't be mad wearing no name brand stuff to school. Hallelujah. So let us learn to put our, put the, get, get, get our priorities right. Pray. Let a change come. Pray. Until you can see the change. Pray until you can feel it coming. Hallelujah. That's what we have to do. My God, my God. Amen. Oh, my God. And now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. 
and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Hallelujah. See the God that we're serving? The immediately the chains fell off his hands. Listen, the angel didn't need a door. He came through the door. This is the kind of God we're serving. This is not witchcraft or black magic. This is God's power. The real power. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and count on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real. He didn't know this was real. He didn't realize it right then. Hallelujah. But though he was seeing a vision, like he was seeing a vision, when they were past the first and second guard post, they came to an iron gate that led to the city, which opened to him on his own accord. Opened on his own accord. Peter didn't have a key. The angels him, oh, while the guards were sleeping. Maybe he put them to sleep and was able to get Peter on up out of there. The iron gate open on his own accord. Own accord. That's the power of God we're talking about, y'all. We're not telling you to go to Mary, Mary Jane and somebody who got this. You got to go pay. You got to pay to see these witchcraft workers. And that stuff don't work. If it works, you got to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Or your prayer. If you're going to do something, do something over and over again. Pray for something different. Pray for someone that is sick, a dying of in, having a stage four cancer. Hallelujah. They're in hospice, and the doctor done gave up on them, saying, We done done all we can do. But we're going to put you over in hospice, and they're going to watch you. I give you three days, and you're out of here. We're talking, we're serving a God that's able to heal you completely. Not a partial healing, but a complete healing. There was a lady in the church who had full blown AIDS. She kept coming to church, kept believing the word and trusting God. Hallelujah. If you see her now, you wouldn't even, if you didn't know she had it, unless somebody told you or she told you. You couldn't even tell by looking at her. God has done a miraculous job. Hallelujah. He don't have to do anything. Hallelujah. God is a healer. He's a savior. I'm a savior. We got to pray. Prayer makes a difference. You can't give up because things will happen overnight. Like I said, sometimes things do happen overnight. 
But not all the time it happens overnight. It takes time. God got to work on you in the process of time. It's a process. Trust him when you can't trace him. And he's working in the background on your behalf. He's working in your home. He's working on your husband. Don't stop praying. Don't stop saying, child, I'm going to leave. He ain't going to get no better. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't throw the towel out. Hallelujah. Amen. And when, when a fighter's in the ring with somebody that is good at beating, us, beating him up, or another fighter's beating him up, his team will throw a towel in, meaning that they, 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 they give up, they quit. But the way he's being hit, he might be seriously hurt. Get seriously hurt. But we want you to know that no matter what's going on in your, in your life, no matter how long it's been going on in your life, God is in the midst. You're not in whatever you're in by yourself. God said he will never leave you nor forsake you. That it will be with us until the end of the world. And I believe that. I've been in some situations. Let me change and put it to another way. I've been in some situations. Only God could have got me out. Only God. And see to it that I wasn't hurt. I was in an accident one time. Driving, just had got a promotion on the job. Driving this huge truck coming down the road. I remember my driving to tell me when I was working. With A.J. Johnson, uh, we, we, he would tell us when it rained, it just first started raining. They don't be flying down the street because so much oil and grease and gas and stuff is on the road. And when you slam on brakes, suddenly your car goes slide before it comes to a complete stop or whatever you're driving. I was looking, I was, wasn't paying attention to where I was going. And the area that I was supposed to turn into was right on the left side of me. I slammed on brakes. Truck came, left the road, hit an embankment and got up off the ground, flipped over in the air and landed on all the wheels. I wasn't hurt. The truck wasn't hurt. I was going in the, in the direction. The truck had to turn it into the direction where I was coming from. And the guys over there in the area where I was supposed to be at were hollering, Rest, it's a good thing you say when you'll be dead. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's watching you. It's the will of the light of the world. This light that we have, we can't hide it. It's so bright. Hallelujah. It's really bright. It shines in the darkness. When you turn that light switch on in your house, when you come in from being out, the darkness disappears when that light hits. That's what happens. That's when Jesus came into your life. The light switched. That light came on. Doctors had to disappear. Had to give up what it had a hold to. They couldn't hold it no longer. The doctors cannot apprehend the light. I had to give up. They gave it, had to give in to the light. This light is bright. As the headlights of a car, when it's dark out there on the road, you can't see nothing. I've been in places where it's so dark that you couldn't even see your hand before your faces. 
Hallelujah. I was telling somebody, listen, Georgia darkness, when it gets night in Georgia, darkness is on another level. If you don't have nobody standing out there, if you don't know where you're going, if somebody's standing out there with a lantern, a light telling you, make a left right here, make a right right here, you're in trouble. That's how dark it is there. Because I'm, I'm in unfamiliar territory. But here in Miami, I knew all the ins and outs. Where? My car, my truck automatically make a left. I make a right in here where I live at. Automatically, because I've been up in here so many times. It's, it's, it's on automatic. It's make a right, make a left. He knows where to live at. And, and, and Jesus gives us an opportunity. Gives us eternal life at the end of this life. Hallelujah. We have eternal life now. So when we leave here, we take this life. Take another life. Take on another life. Take on another form. New body. And we're going to leave here. No more pain, no more suffering, no more disappointments, no more crying, no more death, no more sorrow, no more. I'm not You won't be short of funds anymore. Your family, hear me, I see here in the Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. I want to tell you something now that everybody. It's not going to go to heaven. Now, today I see, Kay, I see. A friend of mine died here a few years back. She visited, she came back in a dream and told her, and said, listen, I don't search heaven up and down. I don't see my children nowhere here. They're twin boys. Here two years apart. Hallelujah. So let's live this life the way God intended for us to live it. The Bible says, be ye holy for I am holy. Hallelujah. Live a separated life from those that are doing the things that, the thing that you used to do. Or some of the things they used to do. We didn't do all of what else somebody else was doing. Which we, were, we were sinners because we were born and shaped in iniquity. But who else? We got to continue to pray, not only for our children, but for our community, for our teachers, for our bus drivers, for our airplane attendants, for the air, for the pilots and co-pilots. I got to pray for people who are in high position, for our government, our president and vice president. Each president brings us closer to the rapture. They're trying to set their settings up in place now. After a while, we won't be using money. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. You won't have no money in your pocket. No dollars, no change, no nickels, dimes, and pennies, and quarters. You won't be carrying that around. The car which you have, all your money up there on that. You won't be able to go to the ATM and snatch out nothing. And the way it's set up now, it's going to be set up. You just hit it, bam. 
Whatever you pay it for, it's already done. The money is already there. It's coming to that. It's coming to it. It's coming to that. The one world order, coming to that. There's no stopping. It's coming. Jesus is on his way back. Our Father, our Lord and Savior, the Son of the true and living God, is on his way back. Snatch us up. Get us out of here. Take us to a better place. Hallelujah. Where there won't be no more complaints, no more mumbling and grumbling, or none of that stuff. Hallelujah. My God, we're going to be praising the Lord, giving him glory, lifting him up. The angels now are taking off their crowns and throwing it at his feet. I am praising God. Some people say, they go, no, you're not. We're going to be busy in heaven, but we're going to be doing something besides walking around. We're going to be doing something. But God got this thing already planned out for us. So let us get involved. Let us get involved in ministry. Hallelujah. There's nothing where nobody, listen, we're not in the foreign, in the third world countries where we can't get out on the street corners or knock on doors or, uh, uh, you know, get a, a, a something going on on the weekend and, and preach the gospel. There's nothing could stop us on that. If you have to get a permit, get one. Let's do it once or twice a month. Hallelujah. Find a place. Let's get busy. Let us get outside the walls. Tell dying men and women, boys and girls, that Jesus is on his way back. Tell them how good God is. Hallelujah. We can give our clothes and food. Hallelujah. But let us get out and tell them. Amen. God is such a good God. He is so awesome. He's so mighty. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Lamb. My God. See the thing open on its own accord. Now. And they went out and went down one street. And immediately the angel departed from him. He don't know which way the angel went. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hands of Herod and from all the expectations of the Jewish people. But when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Prayer. I remember the days when we used to have noonday prayer from 12 to 1. Sometimes we'll go over, but it wasn't that often. I remember we used to have 5 o'clock prayer from 5 to 6 in the morning. I remember we used to march around the church praying. At night, I remember we used to pray all night long. Till the next morning, going home praying, 
going to work still praying. Prayer makes a difference. You just got to believe in your prayer. Have confidence in your prayer. Believe in God. Have confidence in yourself. Lean not to your own understanding. Hallelujah. But lean on to God. He is taking care of things and situations. Ah, and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer when she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness. She did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the door, the gate. But they said to her, you are, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is, is it this angel? Now Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Like they didn't believe it had happened. And it could happen that quickly, but it happened. Well, if Herod had plans for Peter, they had killed John the Baptist, they had killed James, they were trying to kill Jesus, but Jesus got away. He escaped because it wasn't his time. So we got to be consistent in prayer. Hallelujah. But monitoring. To money to him, to them, with his hand to keep silent. He declared them how the Lord had brought him out of prison of the prison, and he said, "Go, tell these things to James and to the brethren." And he departed and went to another place. Yeah, I see. I'm shy. When a miracle is being worked, has been worked, a blessing you have been delivered, something happened in your life for you or for your children, for your family, for family members, for the ministry. You need to tell people about it. You're not bragging. You, If you're bragging, you're bragging on your God. So nobody did it but him. You couldn't have done it, but your prayer, consistent prayer, God moved in a miraculous way. Brought him out without anybody being injured. The gods wasn't hurt. Peter wasn't hurt. The angel guided him out of the prison. We got to realize these stories are real. These are not something like, you know, in the story books that they write you find in the bookstores. This is the most popular book and soul book in the world, the Bible. We ought to be glad that we have Bibles that we can read. And some countries, there's some people, in some countries, the people that are serving the law, they might have a page. Give everybody a page. They read that, read that page. They need Bible. These people are being persecuted. They're being killed because of the name of Jesus. 
It's not happening to us as of yet. They're doing everything they can to stop the gospel. But we got to do all we can and all we know how with the law with us. We can make it. Hallelujah. We can make it through. Amen. I pray. Hallelujah. That you've gotten something out of this today. Because God is such a good God. Amen. I'm going to read you one more passage and I'm going to unceasing prayer as a key to deliverance. This conflict is a steady and ongoing confrontation with evil. Herod symbolizes Satan's relentless attack on the church. Herod the Great has sought to kill Jesus. His son slew John the Baptist. His grandson beheaded James. And now was hiding Peter in prison for execution for Passover, after Passover. While Peter suffered in chains, the church suffered with him on their knees. Hour after hour, they wrestled in prayer. And when they had done all they could do, God began suddenly. An angel, hallelujah, appeared. There's 16 gods and removed Peter, changed. But neither God nor his angel did what Peter could do for him. He had to put on his garments and sandals and follow Nothing hindered their escape. An iron gate opened by itself. Earnest, unceasing prayer brought deliverance, curiosity, the only place Peter found impassable was his friends from door, front door, even those who prayed sometimes, prayer sometimes failed to see or believe the speed which God worked when they prayed. All we have to do is put your, put your, put your mind to it and get the prayer done. Let's pray. Let's pray in the morning. Find some time. Make some time. Pray. Not only in English, but pray in your heavenly language. The devil cannot stop something he don't understand. We call we don't understand what we're praying when we're praying in our heavenly language. But that's a, that's you communicating a higher of, of communication with God in heavenly language in your heavenly language. God understands prayer. Pray for that system. Hallelujah. Amen. This will be a continuous job in a bit here. But uh, God is such a good God. I pray that what I've said today, I've touched your heart. I've given your mind to pray more than you've ever prayed before. 
and believe your prayers. Believe in praying. Amen. Have confidence in your prayer. Pray. If things don't happen overnight, keep on praying. Keep on praying till things change, till something happens. Hallelujah. I pray that everyone was blessed today. I am a soul higher. Now, every man, woman, boy, and girl needs salvation. Let him into your heart. Repent. Ask God to forgive you every sin that you committed. You don't have to name them out. Just say, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. Believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. And that's all it takes. You're saved. Jesus is alive and well. We're going to turn it into the hand. This is Pastor Franklin Goffin here in Miami, Florida. Love and Action Christian Center with Minister Gloria Goffin. We're going to turn it into the hands of Apostle Erica. Amen. Amen. We give God the glory on this morning. Amen. For everybody tuning in to Love and Action Christian Center on today. Amen. Uh, Sunday morning, Mama, every Sunday at 11 a.m. For those who want to sow a seed into this ministry, they have a cash app, and this is Franklin1943. So please, so ever will, for those who are listening live on the air, for those who are listening in different capacities, amen, sow into this powerful ministry. Amen. On today, sow into the lives, amen. Uh, uh, listen, the gospel is for free, amen, but the labor, the labor, Amen. Over exerts everything that we do. Amen. That we can't even we can't even get paid enough to do what we do. Amen. But we know that God, as long as we do what God tells us to do, God has given us the accolades that God will move and God will lay divine favor into our hands. Amen. So that's how. Amen. That God has had blessed us so far. Amen. But I agree with you, Pastor Goffin. There was a law that just recently went out in Israel, in Israel, stating, and it wasn't target at any other religion. It wasn't target at any other denomination, but it was target towards the Christians. So if we believe, Amen. they say that we believe in Jesus and believe that they that he is the Messiah. So they believe because they believe that they don't believe that he was the Messiah. The Muslims believe that, that he was a prophet. All right. The Jewish people of his own kind believe that he was a prophet, but they didn't believe that he was the son of God or the son of man. You understand? And so because uh, people in Christianity are getting mocked in those other countries because of what they believe in Christianity. All right. And, and that's amazing how all the other religion, religions, all the other denominations are not being attacked except the Christians. And that's why mm -hmm. I, I get so upset to see how so many leaders and pastors do what they do on the air to make the Christians, quote unquote, look so bad. All right. Mm -hmm. And the last time I checked, to be a Christian is to me be Christ-like, not to be religious. Amen. It said Christ-like. Amen. We supposed to what draw them by love. We're not supposed to 
uh, 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 draw confusion. We're not supposed to lead them astray. Christ did not leave us astray. So why are we as leaders or pastors are leading these people to stray? There are mega ministries are out of control. Why? Because they don't have a covering. They don't have a covering. They had a covering. They wouldn't make all these bloops and these these errors like this. So now what happened? It gets to gets the people that are unsaved. They get them discouraged. They don't want to come to church because of the error of Amen. our way. All right. Yeah. I mean, it says it says it starts from home. The training starts from home. That correction starts from home. So because most Amen. people that are in leadership don't want to get corrected. Most leaders in, in in position, they don't like to be told what to do. Most leaders in correction, they don't like to be corrected in love. Also, the mothers of the church are being kept silent because they they want to run what they want to do, but they don't give the mothers the power to sit, sit to say, "Listen, you need to sit down. You're out of order." See, mm -hmm. we need to go back to the old man, old you know, old landmark because where. The elders used to chastise the, the old, the younger, the younger uh, 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 millennium pastors. Where, Amen. Elder Scanner, she can correct me all day, and I'm humble enough because one, she is my elder. She is older than me. She is, and she will say what she needs to say. But we respect each other that we will connect and correct each other, but we'll do it in love. She will correct me and put me in my place real quick in a sweet way. And I was like, okay, no problem. You got it, Elder. Or you got it, Mom. I would, you know, because that's out of respect. You know, um, saying things, oh, I can't be told, or I can't be do this, and I can't uh uh because I'm a, a, a presiding prelate that I can't be told what to do. I'm a, a, a bishop of the Lord's church and I can't be told what to do. I, I'm a, you know, an apostle. I can't be told what to do. You know, my spiritual father can't tell me what to do. You know, that's out of order. If my spiritual mm -hmm. father can correct me, Elder Skinner can correct me, Pastor Goff can correct me. Anything, if I am out of order, please correct me. Because I don't want to ever get to the point to be held accountable to lead anybody astray. And that's what real ministry is about. That's what real humbleness is all about. Because people get so high up in the, high up in the air that they start to smell themselves. I'm just going to expose it and just tell it like it is. So here it is. We have mm -hmm. all these debacles. We have all this chaos. We have the, the, the Christians acting like, acting like a bunch of idiots. And, and, and they're not portraying Christian because they're not even bearing an eye fruits of the spirit. So how can you be a, a Christ like and you can't even bear the fruits of the spirit? Come on, somebody. It's not a hooping and hollering. It's not a, 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 a message, but it's the real deal. He said the Bible said write the vision and make it plain. So if he wrote that vision and said, listen, I need y'all to do this. He said Jesus chastens after the one he loves. Right. Meaning to mean what means to correct. So he's going to correct. Your covering is going to correct. The mother is going to correct. And, and the gospel is going to correct. Your father is going to correct you in, in the gospel. And we got to be humble to, to say, hey, you know, hey, I was out of order or something I did wrong. I need to fix it. Why? Because guess what? You got people that are non-believers looking at you. We as people of, of, of Christ need to be better and setting examples. 
of the gospel. And I hope some people are hearing us out there that you need to be better examples of setting setting things together. There's too much going on, like uh, Timothy, uh, Pastor Timothy, whatever his name is, uh, Mike Todd. You know, that, that situation, that debacles that went, uh, it went so viral to a company, a, a, a TV show called Ratchet had to really break down what was completely out of order on that in that service now that's embarrassing amen that is truly yes, embarrassing is. that is upsetting that is uh uh, is, uh uh we serve a god that is not an author of confusion we're not being judgmental but it's holding us to hell and obviously you are uh, uh presenting hell to these people and then you compel that have you know a woman playing Jesus and a devil playing Jesus, a woman playing Jesus and a devil playing Jesus in your play or in the midst of that has nothing to do with resurrection, has nothing to do with this stuff. And in his mouth and his mm-hmm. verbiage that comes out of his mouth as a leader, having a mega ministry that big of that capacity is out of control. And let me tell you something. It's not the, the quantity of your ministry. It's the quality of it, meaning that you preach holiness or hell. You preach it, preach it and teach it. You preach the undulterated word of God. You preach correction. You preach love, right? But we also serve a God that is a God of wrath. So why is these leaders and why are these? I'm not picking and bashing, but I'm saying I'm just going to release the word in humility that we need to get it right. We need Amen. to get it right. And we're talking about the leaders, whoever whoever the shoe fits, wear it. And if you choose not to come back here to ELI prophetic ship because you don't want to hear the pure adulterated word coming from these preachers in here, then don't come. I'm just going to be real. Because the fact is, if we're supposed to be releasing that word of God, people need to be delivered. It doesn't matter whether you're in a building or not. The Bible says where the spirit is, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And where there's liberty, there is freedom. Now, if, 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 if my apostle can heal people over the air and there are different countries and we can heal people over the air while we're, we don't even have to see each other. That lets you know that this Holy Spirit can dwell anywhere. As long as you assemble. Assemble. Jesus did not have a church, right? Jesus did not have a temple. Amen. Jesus was on the, the on the mountaintop. But the only reason why that they built the, the church was for uh, Solomon was uh, was gifted to build the church is because God had put in place that I want a place where I want to be worshipped and I want everybody to gather in this place so they can worship me and only me. That's the purpose of the building. But it says where the spirit is, there is liberty. So the spirit of the spirit of your mind is right and your mind frame is correct. You'll be able to, the spirit will be able to dwell everywhere you are, anywhere you are. That's why we have to learn to go beyond the walls, beyond the, beyond the four walls, right? We have to uh, 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 go through all this and preach the gospel all over the world. And we're doing it, guys. We're doing it. And nobody had to put a gun up to our head and tell us we had to do this. No, God, 
commended us and commissioned us to do it. And guess what? It's working. People are being saved. People are being set free. They don't want to hear no watered down gospel. It's time out for that watered down gospel. It's time. It's time of these angry preachers preaching on the air. Preaching about this, but you ain't preaching about the own sin that's, that's, that you covering up in your own issue, but you want to preach about everybody else's issue. That's not that's not preaching the gospel. It said preach the death, the burial, the resurrection, and being some people need to be be delivered. Some of these preachers, pastors, bishops, apostles, overseers, evangelists, and look, ain't nobody exempt. Need to be delivered. But if they're never corrected, and if they're never brought to their attention, they will continue to keep doing what they're doing. And that's how you know when you walk in error. That is a dangerous thing to walk in error. When you're dealing with the word of God and when you're dealing with the Holy Spirit, it's a dangerous thing to walk in error. I fear to walk in error. Mm. Amen. But we give God the glory. Amen. Pastor Goffin, that was a powerful message on today. God bless you. I'm going to turn this back over to the, um, the, the man of God of the hour. God bless you. God bless you. We appreciate those comments. Hallelujah. Because truly a lot of stuff is going on and the preachers who are preaching uh, preaching that stuff, what they're preaching is going to be held accountable. It's being held accountable because you're causing people to be in confusion. People don't know which way to go, don't know what's real and what's not real. And so we just got to get back to the old landmark. Preach it if they don't like it. Preach it if they like it. We're not here for proper ladder. We're here to preach the gospel to men, women, boys, and girls, to the entire world wherever we might be at that time amen that's what we're here to we're not looking for a fame and fortune if that happens on the way thank god for it but we our main goal is to preach the gospel the unadulterated gospel and if you're going to gossip gossip about the gospel that's what we need to do stop gossiping about one another and gossip about the gospel like you said if they're wrong, they need to be corrected. They need to be able to take chastisement. They need to be able to take a rebuke or reprove. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. If you can't take it, how you go tell somebody else that you don't want to be told? But I just thank God for this Sunday. Hallelujah for the, oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel good right now, Lord. I feel good. Thank you. Thank you for your powerful word. I thank you for those that were listening, God. I thank you, Lord, I pray for the four corners of the earth, God. I'm old shit and kill it, I'm a high in the ass feet. Shabakobo see. Let it in your son, that I'm a high in the ass feet. Kitty, I'm a high. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Pastor. God, we give you praise, we give you glory. Amen. And we'll see you later this afternoon. Amen. Tune in. Amen. Another word is coming on Sunday night row. And I'm telling you, that's what it is. Ain't no, ain't nothing cooked. Hallelujah. Let's sushi. Amen. Listen, the old clock on the wall say tick, tick, tick. It's getting late and I got to get. Holla.
Amen. We thank everybody for tuning in to BFR Prophetic Show Podcast. Amen. We're well, spreading the gospel throughout the nation. Amen. Let's do the second verse. Come on. I'll come through the fire. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, come Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. I'm gonna bless the Lord on today. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank everybody for tuning in to the ELR Prophetic Church Podcast Network, where we are spreading the gospel throughout the nation. Amen. Tune in next time. Amen. On Sunday morning manner. Amen. On Amen. ELR Prophetic Church Podcast Network, where we're spreading the gospel throughout the nation. God bless you.